Welcome to the Strong John Fitness Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you achieve your best body without the BS. We'll cover training, nutrition, basically everything you need for a successful fitness journey, and we'll have some fun along the way. I'm your host, John Vlahoinakos. Let's get into it. What's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have another solo episode. It's just me, riding solo, uh, recording this post-Easter weekend. Actually, in between Easter weekends for me because I have two sides of the family. I got myself and my wife's side. So we have two separate Easter's. Um, so as you're listening to this podcast, the feast will be coming up this weekend, and I will try to document my calories just as kind of, I hate the term social experiment, but you can call it that. So you know, I can see how many calories I eat when I go to my grandmother's because I am not trying to hit my macros. Um, it is definitely an off plan day for me. My coach knows that. I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, but I like to let it be known. I'm, I'm as my clients could would tell you if you if you pull them all. I'm pretty transparent about things, how I operate, my views on health, fitness, life, things like that. Um, so I think it's important, right? I think a lot of people view holidays as kind of like this you can feel a lot of guilt around certain foods or if we don't log our foods, we feel like, Oh, we, we derailed our progress entirely. Shit like that. This past weekend. Yeah. I I ate too much for a couple of days. It was worth it. I took my son to the movies to watch the Mario movie, which was awesome. I had a great time. So I don't regret, you know, eating what I ate and we had a donut treat box that we split and things like that for the family. It's all good. I'm really not too worried about it. In April, there's only a couple of days where I know I'm going to go off plan. In May, there's really none that I can think of. Maybe Mother's Day. In June, there's a concert and it's Father's Day. So like, it's really not that difficult. But I think what happens is people put all their eggs into one basket. You see what I did there? Eggs. Easier. Get it? Um, and put all the emphasis on that one day or that one meal. And I'm here to tell you, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Like one meal is not going to do it. And one meal means in the grand scheme of things, one meal means fuck all. It really does. It, it doesn't mean a lot, you know, 365 days. If you have three meals a day, that's a lot of food. That's a lot of meals. I'm not going to sit here and try to do the math. It's not happening, but it's a, it's a lot of meals. Um, so pick out one, pick out one per month and overeat, you're still going to be great. If on average, you're, you know, within your calories, hitting your protein, training consistently, things like that, moving, not living too sedentary, getting your steps up, water intake, all the other variables that I talk about on a regular, uh, both on the podcast with my clients on social media, things like that. Today's podcast, I wanted to talk about three mistakes to avoid to become the healthiest version of yourself. Just because, you know, I like lists. I feel like they're easy to kind of remember. They're easy to talk about. I also don't want to make this podcast too long. Although I've been told from a few people that they love listening to this, which I'm always kind of flattered and weirded out by at the same time. Um, It's still surreal that people listen to me rambling in their speakers or earbuds. Um, It's fucking cool, man. So you know who you are. If you're, if, if I don't know who you are, thank you for being here. Honestly. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we, we have to create a lifestyle. That's the bottom line. We're, we're not here to 
lose a bunch of weight to gain a bunch of weight back. And when I say lose weight, I mean lose body fat, but I'm just going to use lose weight as the easier term. But I mean lose body fat because what most people are after, especially those that I work with, the parents that I work with, um, they want to lose body fat. They want a, a flatter stomach, typically more definition or tone on the body, which means typically an increase in lean muscle mass and a decrease in body fat. But we're going to use the term lose weight to cover all of that um, and get in shape just to make sure it's just consistent. Um, but what happens, you know, it's April and you're going to hear a lot of this type of stuff from me. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit that comes out this time of year as well, especially where I live in Ontario, sun's creeping out, it's getting warmer. Usually what that does is people start shit bricks and be like, okay, I need to lose fat now. Um, so I thought that this was timely to help you avoid the mistakes that I see people make year after year, after year, after year. I can, if I took the time to make a list of people I see and talk to over the past three years in the same place that they're in now, like I'm not trying to come down on these people. I, cause I know it can help them, but it's frustrating as a coach that I'm like, I know it can be better for you, but you just, you're so resistant to changing. And the biggest mistake, the number one is always, I always bring this up. I always will. The number one mistake I see when people try to lose weight and become healthier version of themselves is cutting out food groups to try to speed things up. It's not going to happen. What you're doing is you're cutting out carbohydrates or we're just, we're going to call her you're cutting out carbohydrates, but typically they end up cutting out processed foods, which is a good thing because our diet shouldn't be composed mostly of those, but they also cut out alcohol typically, but they also go to cut out breads and then potatoes and rice. And then sometimes cutting out fruit, cutting out, foods or food groups or demonizing certain foods is never going to help you in the long term. And I know fitness usually isn't about absolutes, but too bad. This is my podcast. Um, but in, in everything I've seen, I, I've only seen one person will say do a keto successfully. Um, out of, I, I must've sp- spoken to thousands of people over the past three years. So pretty small sample size. I must say when you cut carbs out first, the initial drop in weight is not fat. I will 100% promise you that because fat loss does not happen that fast. What you see is a water and glycogen. Water weight is depleted because you're not eating carbs. You know, one gram of carb has two to three grams of water. So if you're used to having 200, 300 grams of carbs a day and you cut that in half or a third, you're losing a good amount of weight on the scale because your body's not holding as much water from the carbs. And again, as an aside, Let's say holding water isn't a bad thing. The body's made up of water. Bloating and water retention and fluctuations are a normal part of a human pod of <laughs> a normal part of a human body. So that's one thing to keep in mind is, is to quit making yourself feel bad because you might be a little bit bloated or because your body's still digesting a meal. That's what the body does. It, it's what it needs to do. It doesn't mean you're fat. It doesn't mean that you gain fat. I granted, I, I've, I've felt uncomfortable being bloated at times. I understand that completely. Don't get me wrong, but it's water weight, right? So when you do cut out carbs, so we'll call it, we'll just say cutting out carbs as the blanket term for this. When you cut out carbs, alcohol, fun stuff, whatever it might be, you're automatically implementing restrictions on yourself that don't need to be there, right? At the end of the day, to lose body fat, you have to be in a calorie deficit. How you get in the deficit is up to you, but when you cut out carbs, you're missing a, a great energy source for the body and for the brain. You want to have kick-ass workouts. You need carbs. You want your brain to be firing at all cylinders. You want to have energy. You want to be cranky, have some carbs. 
but also from a from a lifestyle perspective for for my fellow parents that listen to this so you have kids your kids have birthday parties you have holiday celebrations what do you do then are you not allowed to have a piece of your kids birthday cake because you're on a low carb diet no carb diet you're not allowed to have and this is the problem every single year the spring comes right it's easter maybe it's you wait for after easter and then you're like, okay, I'm ready to go all in. So you go all in and then you cut shit out and then you get invited to like a brunch or a party. And maybe you do well on that one. Maybe, maybe you stick to your guns you stick to the script and your strict diet. And then you have another one and there's another one. And then maybe your house is full of Easter chocolates. And then you're just, you're, you're fighting a willpower battle every single day. And I can say to you with full confidence, you are not going to win those battles more times than not. You're just not. Willpower is very finite. We only have a limited amount of it. And with all the other added stress of life, is fighting yourself on food something else you want to bring to the table, right? How many decisions are you already making in a day when it comes to work, your kids, what to eat, what to put on for clothes, what to put on your kids for clothes, uh, if your boss is being a dick, if, if anything else is happening, if you're fighting with your spouse, like there's so many other things that could be happening. Traffic. If you're, if you're wrapped up in social media bullshit, there's enough stress. Do you want unnecessary stress where you, you're not allowed to have cake at your kid's birthday party? Like that's always the example I love to use because it's so, it just brings things right up to reality. And if you're like, you know what, John, I don't like cake anyway. Cool. That's do your thing. I'm not here to convert people. It's not, it's, it's not, I just want you to look at things differently. So typically what happens is you cut out carbs, alcohol, processed foods, fun stuff, whatever. You go at it pretty good for a while and then you lose the willpower battles because they're going to happen. You're going to lose them at, at some point. Everyone does. This is, this is what happens. And then you binge and you go hard in the motherfucking paint on the foods you weren't allowed to have for whatever period of time you weren't having them. And then what happens? And you gain all the way back. And I didn't say you gain fat. You gained weight back. So you put back all the water weight on because you're eating carbs again, probably plus a little bit extra more times than not. It does. It depends on how long this happens for, but there usually ends up being a little bit extra and then you feel even worse. And then the cycle starts where you restrict for a certain period of time until you can't take it anymore. And then you binge and then you restrict and then, and then it's just, it's a shitty place to be. So that's the mistake. Number one that I need you to avoid is to stop cutting out food groups in an attempt to speed things up because what you're doing is you're slowing things down. You're making the process very, very drawn out, very difficult. And you're hopping on diets instead of just creating a lifestyle that, you know, like, I, you know what I can overindulge here and there. I can have a good time. I can enjoy what I'm eating and not hate myself for eating the same shit for weeks on end. And then it doesn't feel like a diet anymore. You lose the fat you want to lose, you learn how to maintain it. Life is good. You're not hopping on and off of diets. Um, and if that sounds like you, we got, I got more in the bag. Mistake number two is not having a plan structure or routine in place, which means there's really no rhyme or reason as to why you're doing things. Um, one of my favorite quotes is what gets measured gets managed. Now, a few times over the past uh, month or so, I've brought up calorie tracking. You know, if you listen to the podcast with Mike Dola, he dug in pretty well into that. 
it's amazing how demonizing uh, food tracking is, but budget and monetary tracking isn't. And it makes no goddamn sense because I'd argue most people are in contact with food more often on a daily basis than they're in contact with money. Again, it depends on what you do. depends on what your day looks like. But for me, I run a business. I'm also coaching another business, but I'm not here touching my bank account or paying for things every, every couple of hours, but I am eating throughout the day. I'll usually have between four and five meals and I have to make those decisions often. If you're unaware of how much food you're eating, how are you going to know that you're going to lose the 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds you want to lose? You don't. You're just, you're guessing. If you want to cut down your debt or save money for a house, RIP to all of us in Ontario, because goddamn, how are you going to do that without budgeting? You're not. You're going to be guessing and you're going to be doing circles and stuck. And now I know with finances, people that takes priority for people because you need them to live. You have to have a, a roof over your heads, food, clothes, utilities, all that stuff. I get, I get it. But if you put food on the back burner constantly and you eat like shit and you feel like shit, all that's for nothing. I've seen it firsthand with both parents. Okay. Um, one of them has passed away and one of them is lucky to be here. I'm just going to call it what it is. Health is never a priority in my household. Never. There were, there are pockets of it, Atkins here or pomegranate juice there. And I think the best thing we did was switch from full Coke to die Coke. Come at me if you don't like aspartame, but whatever. Um, you, you need, you need a plan and I'm not saying you need something strict. Again, I'll loop back to point number one, but you need a structure. You need a routine. You need something. If you, if you don't know how much food you're eating, you don't know if you're going to be losing weight or not, unless you're tracking that data intensely too, right? There, you have to have some sort of measuring. I think one thing that happens is rule number one gets combined with rule number two and rule number one or mistake number one would be cutting out carbs. So they, people do that. And then they go to mistake number two, no plan. So they cut out a bunch of carbs and they just go to the gym and do random shit, hours of cardio and try to work off all the body fat with those two combined. That is literally a recipe for disaster and just feeling like absolute shit. Also, you're going to do, you're not going to do damage to your metabolism, but you're going to make it harder in the long term to recover from that sort of stuff. If you go on a crash diet and go extreme with exercise for an extended period of time, you will have a very difficult time finding a maintenance for your body where you can eat a normal amount of food. Chop that one for a quotable. I'll give myself a cue right here. But honestly, that's that's one of the worst things I've seen. And I'm getting really fired up right now. But you got to stop guessing. If you're going to the gym and you you don't have a plan, you're you have no progression. You don't know if you're getting stronger. You don't know if you're making progress in the gym, which getting stronger is priority number one to get there. If you want to lose fat, you still have to get stronger in the gym. You don't have to do cardio. If you like to do cardio, cool. You know, I'm no longer the anti-cardio guy. If you don't like it, don't do it. It's still my place. Go for walks instead. But instead of, you know, hoping you're doing what you need to do and guessing, which again, if you're guessing, you're just wasting time. You become a hamster on a wheel. So the mistake number two is not having a plan, structure, routine. 
And this is for both food and nutrition, uh, food and my goodness, food and training. You need some sort of structure for your nutrition. You need to have a calorie target. You need to have a protein target. And I say you need to, because most people at this point haven't and haven't had it stuck to it for a long period of time. So I'm going to blanket this one and say, you need to have a calorie target and a protein target because it's the best way to make sure you're heading in the right direction. Measure that shit for months on end, be consistent, pair that with a workout routine. That isn't a body part split. That isn't consistent circuit training. That isn't doing hours of cardio that are just is beating up your body over and over again. And, and honestly, taking away from the building muscle aspect of, you know, changing your body composition and getting toned, but create a routine where you're, if you can do three days in the gym, awesome. Do three. If you can do four, great. Do four. You don't need to do more than that. You don't, if you want to do more than that, cool. Find a way to make that work in your lifestyle, but three to four days, the workouts don't have to be long. I would lean towards a total body split or an upper lower split, depending on your schedule. And make sure you're not completely obliterating yourself in the gym. You don't need to do 50 fucking sets of every exercise, 50 reps of everything, three sets of eight or 10 or 12 or 15 for some, maybe we're going for sets of 15 to 20 for some, it doesn't have to be crazy extreme and you don't have to push to failure all the time. I don't give a fuck what your favorite TikTok influencer has said. You don't need to be crying, sweating buckets, barely moving in the gym to see results. It's bullshit. It's absolute trash. One of my favorite things to do is to take clients coming in who are already working their ass off and have them do less. And it sounds so counterintuitive. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yes, it's the best. And what happens? They're not as stressed out from the high ass volume that they're doing in the gym. They get stronger in the gym. They have more energy from the workouts and they start to see more results. It's the best. So let's quickly recap. So I have to wrap this up soon. Don't cut out food groups and expect to speed up your progress because you won't. Don't go into your food or workouts with no plan, routine, or structure. Things need to be measured. Things need to be planned out in order to actually make progress instead of guessing all the time. And it leads me to mistake number three, and it kind of all encompasses all of this, is trying to do it alone forever, never asking for help and spinning your wheels and going nowhere. I am a coach. I do think coaches need coaches. I think everyone needs a coach at some point. That being said, there are also various degrees of quality of coaches. I also understand that. So while I'm not saying it has to be me, I really do believe that having a coach in your corner is a game changer for you. If you're a ready to actually make a lasting change and B ready to get a little bit uncomfortable and invest in yourself. It's fucking scary. I I won't, I won't sugarcoat that. I've had a lot of coaches over the years when I was a teenager, granted my parents paid for it, but I had, I had uh, coaches in the gym. I had coaches for off ice training. Obviously I had hockey coaches, you know, in my adult years, I've hired two or three different fitness coaches. I've hired four different business coaches. Now, 33 years old, I'm in a good spot. I still have a fitness coach. Shout out to Alan Bacon, Maui Athletics. He's the fucking man. Um, but this is this is so I don't have to do the guesswork anymore. Like I am a coach. I can create my own program. I can create my own workouts. I can create my own nutrition structure, but I have no accountability to it. 
So if any other coach listens to this, they've probably done this as well as you create your own program. It's awesome on paper and you get to that workout day. And you're like, ah, I don't really feel like doing this today. Let me just tweak this. Let me just tweak that. Let me just, and then it becomes a random workout after random workout after random workout. So if I delegate this or outsource this to someone else, my coach makes my nutrition protocols. He's going to make my workout protocols and he's going to hold me accountable to them. We have goals that we set and that's that, right? I think yeah, one of the parallels I like to bring up, I don't know if there's a parallel or not, but I like to use this one is cars. I know nothing about cars and most people will hear that and take away my man card or my dad card or whatever. I don't, I don't really give a fuck. So I'm not going to try to go fix my car. I'm not fixing shit. I'm bringing it to someone who knows what they're doing. When the human comes to the human body and workouts and nutrition, the problem is I think people are probably too stubborn or scared usually to ask for help because they think they can do it on their own, which granted I get that. I love pushing through things on my own too. There's, there's a pride involved to it. But if you're listening to this and you've been in the same spot, if you're one of those people I mentioned in the beginning of the same spot for the past three years or worse, help is your missing piece. I can absolutely guarantee you that if you haven't asked for help yet and actually committed to getting help for three, six, 12 months, you're going to, you're going to be probably in the same spot. And, and I don't say that to sound like an asshole. It's, it's history repeats itself. Let's just say that. So if you're trying year after year after year, trying new workouts, new diets, new trends, new supplements, following new Instagram workouts, whatever you need to bring things full circle and just, and just hire someone to help guide you through it. There's nothing more valuable right now than a coach whether it's a fitness coach, business coach, financial coach, one of my mentors hired a gardening coach for Christ's sake. Like you can do whatever you want. If there's a goal you actually have. If, if getting in shape is that serious for you, if it means that much to you, put it on the forefront. And if you can't afford it right now, I get it. Put some money aside every month for it. You will not regret it. I've never had anyone regret hiring a coach. Because they'll literally guide you through the process and help you navigate the shit that you had a hard time navigating on your own. And again, with how busy your life is, it's going to take the guesswork out of everything because your coach is going to help create the plan for you, for you, for your lifestyle, for what you need. That's what we do. Then that's it. I'm going to leave the podcast to that. If you're interested in my coaching I do have an application form in the show notes of this podcast. You can also go to my Instagram and DM me, DM me the code word podcast. So I know you came from this and we can talk, you know, I'm not a good fit for everyone and not everyone's a good fit for me. I definitely recognize that. And I have no problem with that, but until you apply and, and talk to someone, or maybe you're going to survey 10 different coaches, I think you, you need to just get out there and, and do something about it. Um, so check out the link in the show notes, apply for coaching. If you feel like, you know what, you're ready to make that next leap and change into your health and fitness and guarantee yourself some results that you deserve. Other than that, thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here and we'll see you on the next one.